All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the two ugly for TV uh, podcast. I almost said Christmas because I set up Christmas decorations yesterday morning, so I don't know why I said that, but hi, Jake. How's it going? I set up Christmas decorations on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, this day you're supposed to, and we are recording on Saturday the 28th. Did you have a good Black Friday celebration, Jake? Did you did you celebrate consumerism? I, I, I did. I, I went out and I, I trampled a woman to death for a Tickle Me Elmo. It was a throwback to the 90s. Ah, yes. It's great. Good call. I, uh, I did the same thing only with a Cabbage Patch Kid. I threw back to the 80s. And then, oh, nice. And there you go. Then I bought a Pet Rock and threw back to the 70s. Um, Jake, I sent you a link. You live in Astoria. Oh, yeah. Astoria was in the news. It made national news. Jake... Were you a naughty boy? Uh, I know 80 people were. Uh, 80 people were, were breaking the COVID guidelines by uh, COVID guidelines gathering that... inside and uh, no masks. Serving, yeah, no masks, serving liquor without a license. Oh, and fucking each other. Oh, they, they were fucking they, each other. They, they were didn't having have a masks. COVID orgy. They didn't have masks, but they did have a different kind of covering. There, there were boxes of condoms, according to the headline. Yeah. Well, they had they had the eyes wide shut masks were only cover from the bridge of the nose up. Yeah. And there's just like well, now you're just mocking the regulations. Come on now. This Let is me read the headline. New York Tom City. Cruise, Nicole Kidman. What the fuck are you two doing here? I'll just read the headline. New York City sheriffs broke up a sex party with 80 people, a room full of mattresses and boxes of condoms. There was a sex party at 2 a.m. in Astoria, Queens, where you live. Oh yeah, I've I've said on this podcast for a long time. My neighborhood does not give a shit about COVID. All the all the national news I saw. Look at all these red states. Look at this. I, no, look at the story in Queens. They don't give a fuck here. Well, it's funny because and not only do they not give a fuck. Well, they that, do give a fuck. They give they give eighty fucks actually. Eighty fucks is what they <laughs> what they call. You play on words. I got that. Um, uh, I like how it says there are 80 maskless attendees. But here, here's the part that I found interesting. Uh, they were at Caligula, a self-described swingers club. So this wasn't just a, you know, like out in the Hamptons, like you said, eyes wide shut mansion sex party. This is a swingers club. It's like, is this just sort of like a business? Oh, do you want to go to the pool hall or to Caligula tonight? Do you, Have you ever heard of this place? I, I think I've heard the name, but I, I don't I don't really know. But I I thought that was an unnecessary dig. The in quotations self described swingers club. It's like are random people fucking there? Are they are they just showing up and fucking? Then I think it's a swingers club. I think it's that's like saying um uh. Bobby Brown was arrested for uh you know purchasing. Cocaine from a self-described drug dealer, and it's like, well, did he sell Bobby Brown a bunch of blow? Uh, yeah, is blow illegal? I th I think it counts. He, he might be a drug dealer at that point. Let's hey, pull out your. Where's your license? I want to see your fucking registration card. You so-called drug dealer. I do not want to call the media fake news because that uh, buys into, you know, the, the liberal media just making shit up. But I, oh, maybe I don't have to. I think I read it wrong. Never mind. I was going to say that the story said that uh, there were mattresses uh, all over the uh, all over the floor, but it did say mat a room full of mattresses. I added the floor in my head because there was a picture and those mattresses were not on the floor. They, they did have bed frames. So I was going to call the media uh, a liars for saying on the floor, but I just added it in my See, head. It's a full on swingers club, huh? You're fucking up off the ground. You got a little bit of elevation. It's hot. I, uh, two things come to mind. One, I love the last line of the story, which is organizers of Caligula did not immediately respond for comment. So <laughs> I guess they had oh, no shit. to say. You, you, they, they didn't, they didn't ha hold a press conference. They didn't, they didn't get a podium out in front of the quote, self-described swingers club. We're having a self-described swingers club press conference. We're going to do another one of these. And I, I have a buddy who I won't name uh, because it's not my place to, who uh, went to a couple of these. His, his girlfriend was into it, so he went to a couple. And according to him, it's 
it's cool, but it's not as cool as you might think because a you 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 can't just go. You have to. A woman, the women are in charge. Right. Women yeah. have to invite you. Women have to bring you because it's it's not just a bunch of dudes. It's not like those old chat roulettes where it's a bunch of dudes. Otherwise, online. it's gonna be it's gonna be seventy dudes with their dicks in their hands. Right. Exactly. And like three or four horny middle aged women that are usually overweight and that was the other part so not only you, you can't just go you need a woman to bring you and then most of the dudes are ugly and so the the women choose they're like okay I'm, i'll sleep with this guy not this you can't just walk around and go like hey you want to fuck me the women get to be completely in charge and he said that yeah there was a hot one here or there but but for the most part, it was like real sex on HBO, where you're you're not really interested in what's going on. Yeah, yeah, bunch of bunch of fat old swingers fucking in the mud, right? Or right. Astoria Queens, exactly. So, so uh, Nicole Kidman, you're not getting the the all the the sexy whatever, like you referenced already, eyes wide shut. That's that's Hollywood. The reality is as I already just mentioned, real sex on HBO. And if you ever saw that program, it was not erotic. It was too real. That's why That's why the Illuminati Eyes Wide Shut people have that whole, you know, uh, vetting system. You know, they're like, we're going to wear masks. We're going to make sure that my goddamn mansion does not turn into real sex again because we were not regulating and it it just became some weird fucked in in Astoria, Queens. This is a, this is a villa, goddammit. I'm going to have hot people fucking here. I do think it's interesting. Um, I'm not making a joke here. They're, 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 you, you could turn this into a joke, but I do think it's interesting that they had boxes of condoms, but no masks. Because, okay, you get an STD, it's going to burn while you pee. A lot of them can be cured with penicillin, you know, but that's what you're looking out for. I suppose you don't want pregnancy, obviously, but what AIDS, bro? Well, you still, you can get put on medication. You can survive AIDS. Yeah, but, but I'd COVID, rather have COVID than AIDS. Are you shitting me? Well, I mean, I wouldn't want either, but I'm just saying it's funny that they're protecting so much against one and completely ignoring the other. You think that these people could be kinky. You think they could be like, all right, let's uh, do condoms and masks. Let's let's make this, ooh, kinky, you know, like a porno with the surgeon and you're the nurse. You know, they, they could they could have come up with some storyline to put masks on. Yeah, okay. You know how they do contact tracing sometimes and they'll, they'll talk about how like, oh, well, this person went to this restaurant and these people at these other tables got it. <laughs> They're at a fucking orgy. They're at a, everyone's getting it at the orgy. It doesn't Dude, you get it. You get it. Oh, no, don't worry. I didn't breathe without a mask around somebody. I just came in them. I don't think I got any. I didn't get COVID. What do you, you know, like the CDC said this is fine. We should, uh, if we were more adept at improv, we could do an improv scene right now where you were a guy at the orgy who didn't want to uh, tell where you were, and I was the contact tracer. <laughs> like, hey, uh, Mr. Vevra, uh, I understand you uh, yeah. recently had came down with COVID. Uh, my name's Nathan. I'm sure. with the, the state of New York. We need to find out who you've had in con come in contact with. Have you been in any uh, restaurants uh, lately? Have you you've been out of the house for a restaurant? Oh, um... Well, no, I, I cook a lot. Uh, I was definitely eating something last night, but uh, not, not not restaurant food. Not a restaurant. Okay, so you, you haven't gone to any restaurants that good. Uh, have you been ordering, uh, like, your groceries delivered? Have you been to a grocery store or anything like that? Oh, uh, by grocery store, do you mean the kind where it's a whole bunch of people naked in a room together or you're talking like just the kind where you're you, you know getting food and whatnot i well i'm just i'm talking the kind where you're just getting food but i i find it interesting you're that you brought up a room full of naked people off an innocent grocery store question um, yeah no i mean i was just talking you, you know what i mean i was just kind of uh, I've, I've been to a lot of places. I can't keep them all straight, you oh, know? So you have been going out in public. Oh, my goodness. Well, since you've recently tested positive for COVID, we're going to need to find out who you've been around, especially within six feet without a mask. Have you have you been around anybody, you know, not wearing a mask within six feet for any prolonged period of time? Oh, uh, yeah, but those people all go by aliases. No one uses their real name uh, at the... At the uh, at the event, the the event was this sort of a, uh, a, a like 
Boy Scouts or a, a, a church gathering? Church oh, gatherings? no, no, no. They were all over age. Listen, everyone there was over 18. I just want to be very clear about this. Oh, so about, like poker. You were doing a poker night or something like that. It was a Caligula party, not a Kevin Spacey party. It was. Uh, it would be very clear about this over eighteen thing, consenting as well. Caligula, so it's a historical society. You were you were you were reenacting Roman uh, or or studying Roman? Was it a study? Was it a historical? You 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 study ancient societies like Caligula. The yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah. There were a lot of lot of history buffs uh, in in the buff. Sure. In, in the buff. Well. Uh, sauna group or 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 polar oh it's it's we're getting into winter it was a polar dive you were all jumping in the hudson river you you were you were yeah uh, why else it, would you be naked i uh, the back room smelled like the hudson river i can tell you that right now the uh, back so you weren't outside you were you were in indoors very much inside yeah 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 i'm 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 really having a problem figuring out what kind of event you went to this is uh, very confusing mm. um could, could you be more forthcoming? Uh, there's no, oh, oh there, there, there was a lot of coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fourths and fifths. It was, it was, it was wild. I didn't even didn't believe I set you up for that one. All right. Uh, that was a little fun. That was good. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on. I just thought that was fine. The instant I saw a story, I'm like, Jake, yay, there we go. But let's do I tell you, the... people people don't give a shit in this neighborhood. And, and other neighborhoods, people wear masks and things like that. You go into Manhattan, people are wearing masks. Out here, it's like the fucking thing never happened. They, they quit giving a shit out here probably around mid-April. It was just like, man, fuck it. You know, I haven't gotten it by now. Well, you know who else doesn't give a shit? Uh, the Jewish people in Brooklyn, because the synagogue just got fined. Did you look at the footage I sent you? They got fined fifteen thousand dollars for a thousands of maskless guests guests at a wedding at a synagogue. And holy shit! Well, I, you, you hear thousands in a wedding, you're like, that can't be right. It's a wedding, but yeah, this is. I don't know who this person was, but this was a big goddamn wedding. Thousands? Are you gonna have thousands at your wedding? I didn't. I didn't see the pics, but uh, yeah, you know, I I, I feel that uh, I, I got a friend of mine who's who's Orthodox Jewish. He was uh, he was at both Caligula and the Jewish wedding when they got <laughs> shut down. He was like, "Oi, Faye! Ah, oh, not again!" Like the same cops recognized him. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? You can't you can't be a swinger who's like super Orthodox. Well, what? What are you doing, Ezra? Jesus, you're a fucking wild man. Uh, I did not see that. That was uh, okay. So let's start getting into the bulk of the news. I just thought it was funny that I thought that was nice polar ends of the spectrum: a synagogue Jewish wedding and a Caligula sex party, both in New York. Getting yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. I don't think. I don't like how hard they're going at the Jews on uh, on this. I gotta be honest. It, it feels a little. It feels where does mass does Jews that are not going by the COVID regulations? They will wear fucking masks. I I, I don't know. I just it, okay. Here's here's the thing, right? If every single like Hasidic Jewish person, because these are the Hasids, right? That are, that I believe, are doing all this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it just didn't. They, from the from the pictures I saw, it it was full on. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, these these hardcore. guys are like city Amish who don't believe in Jesus. You, you know what I mean? Like they don't even live in the same century as everybody else. It's uh, I, okay. Even if every single Hasidic person actively had COVID. Like, at all times. Like, from March to now, they just had active COVID. I would not have caught it from a Hasidic person. Why? Because they kind of keep to themselves, man. I mean, yeah, you see them on the train here and there. But for the most part, there's there's neighborhoods where you, you have, like, a few blocks where that's it's, it's all Hasidic people. And they got all their, their 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 restaurants, their stores, their synagogues, their this and that. And they just kind of keep to there. And so I'm like, hey, if, if you fuckers want to... Pretend it's it doesn't say anything in the Torah about wearing a mask. It's not on any of these pages. Fine, live you know live in the year seven. I don't care. Keep you know because I'm not going to catch you from that. You, you know what I mean? Like they're also keeping themselves. 
there is I mean, a pretty if they really did keep to, if, if anybody kept to themselves it'd be fine but there's got like you said every so often you see a, you know someone on a train or i i don't know but uh yeah i don't know if 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 they were like the amish if the amish just wanted to walk around and catch it and keep it in a rural pennsylvania community but it is in new york that's it's gonna get out it, it, it is, but it, it, they they pretty much keep themselves here. And, and, and the thing is, is I, I like the idea that okay, we're we're going to make mandates and regulations. But I I the I, I I like that we live in a country that's free enough that they'll let you be a fuck up too. And I I, I don't think you know the government should be going full on hands off like Florida or something. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I also the, New York is the other side of the crackdown. To no, where it's Lula, like Los Angeles is the other side of the crackdown. Yes, yeah, right. I would yeah. never want to live there again. Holy shit, Los Angeles is shutting down again. They so I, I, I listened to the Adam Carolla podcast and he was going off the other day. They have just banned outdoor dining again in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, come the fuck on. I, yeah. how, the, how can you ban outdoor dining? The patio is. But let's talk about what you just mentioned. Uh, you said living in a country where you're free enough to be stupid. You, you did see, I didn't send it to you, but uh, I think it was yesterday, the Supreme Court laid down a ruling five to four. Robert sided with the liberals that uh, the conservatives said churches and synagogues are exempt from any mandates or uh, population uh, number restrictions, population restrictions, so they could just fill up the churches all they want and, and worship their Jesus, or in the case of Jewish people, not their Jesus, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, the religious institutions, according to the Supreme Court, are exempt from COVID regulations. And, and that's crazy, right? Like, I... But the thing is, is I'm not willing to go in if I'm in charge of the government. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll put those kind of mandates out there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into churches and synagogue with fucking fire hoses and start spraying people either. You, you know what I mean? Like it's it's it, there's well, I mean, a certain level. Into, but you can lock the doors. You can say, look, if if a restaurant can only have 25 percent capacity, the church can have 25 percent capacity. Well, That's right, it, and, because. It's just funny that their invisible God is more important than a real virus. That's what I find absurd. Yeah, but it's it's also like you can you can put regulations on them that don't close them. Like you said, hey, just just kind of enforce some kind of social distancing in there. It, there's there's kind of ways to do it. Maybe you do it in the fucking parking lot. I, I don't know, but well. Why, I guess my question is, why the fuck do these places, and I know there are a lot of great churches out there that are holding parking lot sermons and limiting attendance. What's with the ones that want to just say, no, fuck it, we want everyone in here? That's what I don't understand. Who are the, who are the people that are taking it to the courts saying, no, we don't want to limit it. No, we don't want to make exceptions. We want to fill our pews every week. And I can only assume it's a money thing. I can only assume it's because they want the tithing, they want the the money. Because if they were either that or they are so delusional that they believe God will protect them from the virus, I I can't put any other reasoning on it. Because because well, I know again I've read stories I've seen it I've seen my friends posting on Facebook just attended a lovely parking lot service uh, just uh, attended a picnic service like there are churches that are doing it right that are doing it well I don't understand why some have to be belligerent and say nope fill up the pews well I, I think it makes a, a kind of sense if it's a if it's a church that's a little more like like politically goes more conservative be just because of how polarized the virus got yeah you, you're gonna th i mean hell there's you, you know a lot of people on the right don't give a shit about the virus you, you know because they had a president fucking screaming about how it's fucking nothing until he got it you know <laughs> yeah, but, and then said it was easy yeah. to defeat <laughs> yeah well yeah because they caught it day one with him right because he gets gone tested twice yeah, a yeah. day morning and right night. yeah yeah, they, they they caught it early. They had good fucking health care for him. Whatever. But if you're if you tend to go more conservative politically, I think I think you're as as a church, I think you're less likely to give a shit about it just in general. So now you add magic Jesus juice to the um, to the equation, and it's like yeah, no, there's holy water in the front of, front of this place. Of course, this could cure COVID. Yeah. Let me dip my hand in the same thing everyone else is dipping their hands in. I, I had a thought, then I lost it. It had something to do with, well, either way. Um, 
I, I said in March, I might have even said it on this podcast, uh, like you and I have said this a million times. We treated it like a joke, just like anybody when we first heard it. It was like, oh, it's the next thing that's going to be hyped up by the media and then go away. Right. But then right. when we started getting hitting our first lockdowns in March, I said, if it's airborne, we're all going to get it sooner or later. It's just sure. going to happen. It's it's in my neighborhood. My neighbors, my daughter's best friend, their house just got out of quarantine because they all tested positive. Nobody got sick. You know, I'm not saying, yay, it's easy to defeat, but they just got lucky. Down the street, uh, five houses down, they quarantined. They all got sick. They they didn't get hospital sick, but they got knocked on their ass sick. Um, so oh, my mom still got a cough from it. Dude, she had it. My stepdad had it. Both my brothers got it now. Yeah. My brother's girlfriend. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, we're all going to, the only way not to get it is to completely isolate in your house and only get groceries delivered. So it's just a matter of, are you going to be lucky and be able to fight it? Uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's spreading that there's nothing. I just don't think you need to throw gasoline on the fire and go without a mask or go make bad decisions. Just, just try to right. fight it as long as I don't as think possible. either extreme's good. I, I don't think the extreme of I'm just going to go pack shoulder to shoulder with people to uh, praise Jesus or Moses or suck people's dicks at Caligula. Like, like <laughs> you know, you, you don't go fucking crazy, right? But then it's 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 also, I, I don't think the, the extremes that, that New York and L.A. are taking it are, are great either because they're they're driving a lot of places out of business. Yeah. And, you know, like, have you should try to have basically everywhere open within within reason and you know just hey here's some here's some guidelines you know here's some common sense shit you can do whilst not just completely killing your business you yeah, know I, what i always think of is and this happened over the summer uh, or maybe the spring and i i might get this number wrong but i think it's correct either way uh, i think it was in texas again could be doesn't matter there were two hairstylists that exposed 140 people. They tested positive for coronavirus, and between them, they saw 140 customers and exposed 140 people to coronavirus. And when they did the contact tracing, zero people got infected. Why? Because the hairstylist and the customer were both wearing a mask. There are right. safe ways to reopen. It's just that the belligerent people are like, I'm not wearing a mask, my freedom. It's like, you are the assholes that are causing these shutdowns. If everybody just wears a mask, you know, it seems to be, a, I, I, I heard on 60 Minutes, they interviewed one of the, uh, the doctors working on, uh, or scientists, whatever, working on the uh, uh, antidote. What, what am I thinking, inoculation? Why can't I think of the word? Antidote, inoculation, uh, vac vaccination. vaccination. That's it. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. I could think of two words that are similar, but I couldn't think of vaccination. She was working on it, and they said, what is more important to you right now, coming up with a vaccination or a mask? And she said, a mask, easily, a mask. And you know what? If one year from now they come out and say, ah, I was just kidding, masks don't do shit, the worst that happened was that I had to wear a mask. Oh, no, I'm yeah. not going to be angry about that. Oh, Soros, you pranked me again. Nah, with your fake news. <laughs> with your billions your fucking of dollars and your liberal. Yeah. Well, speaking of trickery, let's shift gears. But here's, if if they do get a vaccine, do you think Cuomo will will send the Hasids to vaccination camps to get that shot? <laughs> the Susan must take the shots. Always picking on them. Oh, what it must, I, poor, poor Jewish people. Um, yeah. They thought they were out of the fucking woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, here We've comes, made it to America. Nope. Here comes Cuomo. Still picked on. Yeah. So I thought this story was funny because it came out uh, on Wednesday, November 25th. So three days ago for uh, several weeks from from. OK, so three days ago from the, the election. What was that? November 3rd or 2nd? From... Well, actually, no, from whenever they called Georgia, so uh, a week later, so whenever they called Georgia for two weeks until the 25th, everyone was picking on uh, the the Republic, uh, Georgia's Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffsenberger, because uh, he was certifying the election for Biden. 
and he's a Republican. And everyone was saying, oh, my God, he's betraying the Republican Party. And so on the 25th, they came out. For those, he said, uh, Raffen Raffenberger commends the state of Georgia for conducting a wildly successful and smooth election. And he said that the feat is worthy of celebration even among people whose preferred presidential candidate lost. And here's where the quote comes in. Quote, for those wondering, mine lost, he said, referencing Donald Trump. My family voted for Trump. Oh, I thought he voted for him. Kanye. I, uh, I, and what's that? And are now being I, thrown under the bus by him. So for several weeks, everyone was talking about this guy and, and saying he's, he's living up to democracy, good for him, and feeling sorry for him because he's getting all this pressure. And it's like, I don't feel sorry for him at all. He is a, 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 an idiot. He went through, he lived through four years of Trump, watched Trump turn on everyone that didn't do exactly what Trump wanted. And now he's in a press conference saying that he feels like he was thrown under the bus by Trump. Of course he was. That's what Trump does. Unless you are 100% Trump, no matter if it's right or wrong, legal or illegal, you have to be with Trump. And if you aren't, you get thrown under the bus, you get cast out, you get shamed. And now, so I just think it's funny that he watched this happen for four years and still voted for him and now says he feels betrayed. How did you not see this coming? It's like walking up to a hot stove, hovering your hand over it, going, that feels warm, and then deciding to just shove your face onto it and, and walking away saying, I can't believe that stove burned me. What a moron. Yeah, it's like it's like going to a uh, an 80-person orgy in Queens and going, ah, the CDC said sucking dick is okay in a <laughs> pandemic. I should be fine. Well, it's funny because Trump each actually uh, tweeted that uh, they were in a scheme to cheat him from the election. He's like, yeah, this the, now he's getting death threats and, and the guy should not be getting death threats. That's horrible. But it, it when you when you take the wrong side, when you very obviously choose to do something stupid every so often, not always, but every so often it comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of like that that's going on though, man. Because I I really think I I really think his 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 ungraceful exit is is going to keep the Republicans from voting another crazy one in. Well, I, I think it's going to leave another... a bad fucking taste in their mouth, man. Next I... next time the primaries roll around, roll around, there's going to be some kind of wackaloon who sort of embodies Trumpism. And they're going to be like, eh, let's go with another Romney or McCain. I miss the Romney and McCain days. I I, I, th I, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I think that I would be nice, I, but I look at the 71 million that, that voted for Trump again. Rose. Right, but I think that this, and, and I, I could be wrong, but I think that this crazy exit of his is going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. I think it's an embarrassment to a lot of these people. Yeah, maybe. We will see. I don't know. I mean, I, I also, as, as much as everybody talks about how Biden is the first candidate to get 80 million, that's kind of like Alabama with Doug Jones. The only way Doug right. Jones, a Democrat, won in Alabama is because he was running against a pedophile. And then the instant the actual election happened, you know, two years later, boom, they voted a Republican back in. So it's not like the Democrats have a lock on anything. They're They're not just... You know, swinging dicks. Yeah, Doug Jones just got to sit there and, and and be like, any question they asked him, just like, oh, what's that? I couldn't hear you over the sound of me. Not fucking kids yeah. like my opponent. I'm just saying, like, so the Democrats don't have a lock on 2024 by any means. They don't even have a lock on the midterms. They don't even have a lock on Georgia come January. You have two senators in Georgia, both of whom came out publicly and said coronavirus is no big deal. Well, privately selling all their stocks in Vegas and hotels and travel. And one of them even bought uh, PPE, personal protective equipment, stock in that. And they're still going to probably get voted into office. So, Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Well, let's switch gears. Uh, two more stories to talk about. Uh, let, let's touch on this one quickly because it's my favorite story of all time. It just keeps happening. 
Uh, Jake, Twitter's angry again. Twitter is angry at someone. This time they're angry at Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings is the most winningest uh, contestant ever on Jeopardy. He was named as the uh, part-time host, interim host, after uh, Alex uh, Trebek passed away. And so, of course, people went digging through his Twitter to find things to be angry about, and they found a tweet. They, and his tweet was, Nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. And so, of course, people just lost their shit. When I say people, probably five people. And as you and I always say, some reporter that grew up wanting to actually be the next Woodward or Bernstein and break a Watergate instead got sidelined and realized they weren't a good writer, so they had to write stories about Twitter outrage, and we have to fucking look at it. Yeah, I think at least one of those people, I am picturing a really pissed off, paralyzed supermodel. You know, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? How dare you write this about me? Why are all your supermodels German? Are they Eastern European? Not all your supermodels, but uh, you, you yeah. did the Nazi reference. Now your supermodels are German too. You've got a German themed podcast today. <laughs> it's a German themed podcast. Well, it's Claudia Schiffer, maybe. Are you doing Claudia Schiffer? I was. I was trying to do. I was thinking more Eastern European. Now, because of Melania Trump, I think Eastern European for oh, supermodels. You know yeah, what I mean? That makes sense. I was, it's Melania's cousin is pissed off at this tweet. Milani's Here's another one that apparently cousin. pissed people off. Here we go. Ready? <clears throat> oh, I only saw the first one. Well, from 2015, Ken Jennings tweeted, and, and Jake, prepare to be outraged. It can't be a good sign that every fan who has seen the new Star Wars movie died shortly thereafter. I don't get it. That's the tweet. I think it doesn't make I, sense. It doesn't. Okay. I, I, I figured it out and the story confirms it because I was scrolling to see if I was right. So uh, every so often when there's a new Star Wars movie, there's always someone with a terminal disease that's a big Star Wars fan. And the, the movie company allows this person, it's like a Make-A-Wish Foundation, they allow that person to see it before it's actually released. And then they say like, I can't believe I got to see the new Star Wars film. Uh, thank you so much. And then they pass away. So it's a comment on that. Is it funny? No. Is it in poor taste? Yes. Does it deserve to be brought up five years later and then be outraged over? Fuck no. If you... How boring and sad must your life be that you are getting angry over that tweet five years later? Yeah, that's... that's, It's pretty ridiculous, man. Um... What Star Wars movie would he have been talking about five years ago? Uh, I don't know. One of the new ones. One of the the J.J. Abrams or Rain Johnson ones. Not the previous. Oh, the newer ones have been okay. No, they're not. I mean, they're not like they're not like great, but they're not. I, I don't know. I don't think they're not as. You, you know what it was, right? Is is the original ones had the bar so fucking high. Yeah. And then the ones from like nineties, early two thousand, you know, episodes one, two, three. They sucked so fucking bad. Those were the worst. Really bad. So they kind of, you know what that was? Is that that sort of it it brought the palette back to back to level, (laughs) and and so now I'm not really expecting much out of these movies. That makes sense. You know, so I'm just kind of like, nah, that was fun. That was you know, would I rewatch any of them? No. Yeah. You know, like they're not. they're definitely not what the original ones were, but you're not going to get that again. Yeah. You're just not. I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all. My, See, I think this guy's comparing them to the original ones, whereas me, I'm like, I just hope they're better than one through three, you know? And I got that out of them. And, and Rogue One, very good. Rogue One, Rogue one was, was very yeah. good. That was that. I, that one is up there with uh, Empire Strikes Back. Rogue One was so good. That yeah, I mean, I think I think next to the original ones, that's just probably the best one. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then, uh, did you ever so see? So this guy's talking shit about Rogue One. I'm more pissed off than I am at him making fun of the handicap. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. That makes sense. I would be too. Did you see um, Solo, the the Han Solo backstory one? Did I see that one? They, they have so many of them now. That's yeah. what I think. It's, it's just so diluted with all of these. Well, it's funny because your question, did I see that? That is exactly how you should feel about Solo because yeah. I watched it 
there everyone said it was horrible and it was not good it was just pointless there was the only reason they made that movie is hey i bet we could sucker people into paying 10 bucks for this that's the only reason it was just a non-movie you sat there for two hours going why am i watching this and then when it was done you just immediately shit it out of your system there was no point to it at all all it was yeah. Just, now, now that they just make Star Wars about anything, you know, they had those three. They had those three for decades, right? And, and they were like, "No, nah, this is like an insulary thing," and 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 we're just keeping these. And I think there was books and stuff. Yeah, but now, the, now that someone bought the rights, it's kind of like when Michael Jackson bought the rights to the Beatles, and it's like, "Oh no, these are on all of the commercials now." Right? You, you know, and <laughs> it's, they were just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this guy, he's got a backstory." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we do a spinoff on on Disney Plus about him. Hey, you remember the guy with the flute? The dun, 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 we have a we have ten one hour episodes about this guy going to flute college. It's uh, you're, you're gonna <laughs> love. We wanted to be a musician. Yeah, uh-huh. it's 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 like Rhapsody uh, for for uh, the flute guy. I think it is fun. I think you're right. It's funny because Rogue One did come out of nowhere and that was the first one rogue one so so yeah you had the the three originals then you had the prequels and then you had episode seven which was was decent nostalgia it was all right oh, it was all right yeah and then yeah. rogue one was the first spin-off where they said okay we have the universe let's expand from the 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 trilogies and the 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 linear universe let's let's take a side detour and that was so good. I think then they just started greenlighting everything. Ooh, now, because that was so good, I think they greenlit four or five films, and then the instant Han Solo tanked, they all got put on hold. Like, ooh, maybe this isn't just an ATM. Uh, because yeah. the fans will wise up when you throw a couple stinkers at them. Yeah, it was an, AT- it was an ass to mouth. It was a <laughs> shit, shit movie. All right, final story. I thought this was funny. Oh, I will say real quick, Mandalorian's sure. pretty good. I What's like that? Mandalorian. I like Mandalorian. I I watched the first season and I didn't dislike it, but I also didn't say, "Oh my god, I can't wait for season 2." When season 1 ended, I kind of went, "All right, I think that's where I'll leave it." And I haven't started season 2 because it's, I was just, It's cool. It's like an actiony Star Trek. Yeah. It's it's fun. It, it I like I said, I didn't have anything for or against and I just I I haven't felt the need to pick up season 2 yet. I'm I'm still slowly making my way through Cobra Kai, which we talked about in passing. Oh, Cobra Kai's fucking great. I finished season one last night, and I know I'm way behind, but I fi- my favorite part about Cobra Kai is that these kids have all been doing karate for approximately two months, and they're all black belts in the tournament. I mean, they've, oh yeah, the, Johnny's kid studying with Ralph Macchio. He, he studied with him in a forest. He, he took like two weeks of lessons, and he's a, he's in the finals as a black belt. I mean, black belts well, take years to be. Yeah, when and honestly, different types of martial arts kind of do their own thing with the belt system anyway, and so some of it's kind of, eh. but like. Um, yeah, if, if, I know, like, jiu-jitsu, that shit takes for fucking ever. Like, yeah. my brothers do that. It takes a long goddamn time. I want to see, in season three, about halfway through, they're like, goddamn, that's really good karate. Yeah, you're waxing off, waxing on, all that kind of thing. Um, oh, my God. There's somebody that just entered the tournament who's on this new shit called Mixed Martial Arts. He is ground-pounding all of us, like, really bad. <laughs> right. Like, we're all, we're all bleeding because of this guy. So instead of the uh, All-Valley Tournament, it's a, uh, um, uh, a UFC, just sort of like, hey, let's yeah, take yeah, our yeah. skills somewhere else, and then... Sensei, I tried to crane-kick this guy. He tackled me and then just punched <laughs> me in the face until I went unconscious. I have you, have you ever seen a move like that before? It's insane. It's, it's, my crane-kick was useless against that. Uh, my blocks did no good once he had me in a uh, chokehold. My, my black belt's covered in fucking blood. It's a goddamn red belt now. Uh. All right, final story. Um, Jordan Peterson was in the news again. You and I have talked about Jordan Peterson in the past. I, I, I'm going to go with something you always yeah, say. Yeah, he got, he got arrested in a story of Queens at an 80-person <laughs> orgy. I, um, 
When you listen to Jordan, this is your go-to when it comes to anyone, not just Jordan Peterson. Let them talk. If they talk for three hours, they're eventually going to expose who they are. And you and I have both listened to three-hour Jordan Peterson interviews. And at the end of the day, you're like, okay, he's got some good ideas. He's got a couple I don't agree with. But overall, he's not a bad guy. What, yeah, would, yeah. would you say that? Yeah, I think people either either way demonize the guy or they try to make him look way too sexy. Or he's, and I'm like, he's neither one of those things. Yeah, he, he's, he, just, he is not, he's a bit of a tool. Yeah, he's not Jesus. I don't worship him. I also don't hate him. I, I listen to him and go, oh, that's a good idea. Nah, I don't agree with that. He's kind of smug and takes shit out of context and right. kind of inflates stuff, you know. So he's got another book coming out, and um, the publisher held a meeting to talk about their upcoming releases. They're like, oh, these are the books we have coming out in the coming year. And it was uh, Penguin Random House, Canada. They confronted management and cried, grown adults cried, because they were releasing the Jordan Peterson book. Quote, he is an icon of hate speech and transphobia, and the fact he's an icon of white supremacy, regardless of the content of his book, I'm not proud to work for a company that publishes him. And here's the thing. When and don't be proud, shut up, then quit, you fucking asshole, you spineless motherfucker this is grandstanding fucking nonsense just fucking quit then at that point i can't work for a company who then go work at applebee's cunt what are you doing <laughs> was i can't exactly. work for a company oh really i'm sorry were you forced to fucking work here in publishing no, they, hey, the written word's dying on the vine anyway. This is going to be fucking bought out next one month by people that uh, uh, fucking write ads to, on Instagram. Like, what, what do you... I, d shut up! Well, I mean, not just shut up, but my favorite thing is you go through the entire story and these people... They talk about how hateful he is and all the hateful things he says. they like, well, he does this, he does that, and yet... There is never an, a an direct example. quote yeah, from yeah. him saying, mm -hmm. well, Jordan Peterson says this. And why? Because whether you like him or not, he has never come out. He's never said anything that is like white people are superior. Trans people don't deserve to exist. I mean, he doesn't say anything like that. What people do is he will say something like, if a person is born a man and transitions into a woman, I'm not sure he should be in a boxing ring with a woman. And then they go, oh my God, it's the most hateful thing ever. He hates trans people. And it's just, it's just funny to me. Like that's, that's funny, but it's also sad that they get so wrapped up in because the, my the part that I yell, the, regardless of the content of the book, it's almost like there are they know that the book is not going to say things like the white race is superior. Apparently, he does have some white supremacists that love him, but it's a weird sort of love. It would be like, you know, I'm sure there are white supremacists that love the band Kiss, not because Kiss has any hate songs, just they happen to like him. It's just weird that people latch on to... I was in David Duke's house one time. His bedroom is filled with um, uh, Jordan Peterson and Gene Simmons posters. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a huge fan of both. Well, I mean, Action figures, everything. I just find that odd is all. I mean, I, I, you and I are comedians. I don't want to be defined by the worst of the people that like my comedy. Now, if, if his only fans were white supremacists, that might say something. But he appeals to a very wide swath of people. I mean, that's how you get a best-selling book. Is not you can either micro-target or you can go wide. And I'm pretty sure he's gone wide. Yeah, yeah. And his his OnlyFans is really weird. It's him naked reading his own books and jerking off into the camera. I don't know who's into that. I don't know if David Duke is beaten off to this. I have no idea what's going on. Well, I just think it's funny that a grown adult. Uh, men cried because their publisher was putting out a book. It's not mine, Tom. You know, and it's, it's you can't do that anywhere but the left. If I went, I work at SiriusXM. If I went to them 
and was like, I don't want to work for a company who has this person because I don't think they're funny and they're hack of shit, you, you know, like, or, or if I was, if I was conservative and I was like, oh, this person's too liberal, they have radical ideas and I don't like abortion and blah, 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 they'd be like, oh, well then you can pack up and get the fuck out. What do you, you, you just work right. here, motherfucker. I'm not letting you, you're not the program director. You got to work up to that over decades, cunt. You don't fucking make decisions here. Like you, you just, hey, just keep, you're a receptionist. Welcome people when they, when they get here and keep your opinions about the content, uh, behind your fucking desk. Keep them at your cubicle. I don't give a shit about you. Or, uh, and, and here it is, we're taking it one step further. Go start your own publishing company or your own satellite radio. If you want to control all the content, great. Start a publishing company and and put out internet books or ebooks or whatever you want to do, and don't sign Jordan Peterson. If, if, right, if, just sort of the fucking and and but like people that work at Spotify, I guess, are doing the same thing with Rogan, and it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. Do you really think that you are important enough? They just paid him a hundred million dollars. You think they're? Oh yeah, but um, um, Sarah and Kevin from accounting don't like him. I guess I'm just gonna um, have him walk away with that hundred million dollars yeah, and keep get, these two off. assholes happy. Now, and again, I would say if I, how, how do I put this? Because I, I, I will be in part a hypocrite. I wouldn't want to work for a place that uh, decided Alex Jones was a moneymaker. But I think there's, I think the problem is that there are people like Alex Jones that are damaging and say horrible things nonstop. And then there are people that try to lump Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan in with Alex Jones just because Rogan interviews Alex Jones. He's like, right, he's just right. as bad as like, no, it's, it's, yeah. And furthermore, I, I, I think I mentioned this on here before, but if if I had a friend of mine that was really into, like, Alex Jones conspiracies and shit, you know, um, I th- what I would show them is not the last Alex Jones episode he was on, because honestly, he did kind of fact check him more on that one. And oh, did kind like, of yeah, push the, back the previous one stuff. where he's just talking about yeah. the previous one where he just kind of lets him go off like he did with Kanye, just kind of let him keep talking and keep talking because for the it was a five hour long podcast for the first forty five minutes it was actually kind of boring because it was just him trying to frantically backpedal on the Sandy Hook shit because that fucked him royally. Uh, after that, he then goes into conspiracies that are so wild oh, that they human make, hybrids. Uh, yeah, he was talking about the um, aliens that the Pentagon has generals that communicate with them by smoking DMT. Yeah. And they communicate with aliens that are secretly running the government. Uh, he talks about wild shit. He talks about mind control via cell phone towers. Wild shit. And so if I had a friend of mine that's into all this Pizzagate stuff or whatever, I would point to that. Like, hey, what about the aliens? What about when he said that there's vampires that work in the White House that steal children's souls telepathically? Like, what do you... And, you know, because with a guy like Alex Jones, you will find weird little nuggets of of, of truth that nobody else is talking about, right? Right. Um, That Bilderberg stuff that he did. The... um, He was talking about Epstein before anybody else was. So there will be that stuff. Right. But then it is piled on with so much crazy nonsense that it's just like, well, OK, how do you know which one's true by that point? Yeah, because if, if I had some friend of mine that was into the weird shit, I, I'd point to the. Yeah, but you're just looking at the Bilderberg stuff. What about this stuff with aliens over here? OK, so if he's the only guy talking about it, you don't know if it's in weird nugget of truth land or crazy, wacky tinfoil land. And most of his shit is that. So it, it, it it's tough. It's sort of like that movie. I think it was and had Mel Gibson from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. With Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. Well, they're, they're they're trying to kill him because he's the only one talking about something, and she's like, "Hey, what is this thing that they're after you for?" But I, I don't know. I don't know which one of my crazy conspiracy theories. It could be any of them. This could be about werewolves. I I I don't know. Like it's I say all kinds of shit. So there's no way to tell. It becomes you, you know the boy who cried wolf. It's it's he says so much shit that you don't you don't know what's true or not because so much of it is crazy. And if you 
don't have these long interviews if you don't have him kind of on other platforms if he's just sort of behind his own little wall you don't and or if you're just kind of combating with him the whole time you don't get the crazy him summing up his vampire shit or his his alien shit and well, and, like, and, and so you, you don't, don't get that stuff to, to point expose it. himself for right. what he really is right I, I, exactly and uh, uh, well, there's people that'll still believe it. Yeah, but the people that'll still believe it when you point to the, okay, here's just him on another platform talking about this weird alien stuff. The people that will still believe it after that are such a smaller group than the people that will believe it if he's kind of able to just kind of uh, read it on his own platform as if it's news. Yeah. It's sort of like this is that's why I'm glad that Trump's making such a big deal about this. Oh, we need to recount the votes and this and that, because I think that if you don't recount the votes and all that, um, the people that will still believe that it's a it's a conspiracy or whatever, you're in Tucker Carlson land. Whereas if they recount them and it's coming out either the same or if anything, going to be more yeah, for Biden because they're going to find more ballots. He lost Michigan twice. Did you see what happened right. yesterday? No. He spent $3 million to recount in Wisconsin, Trump campaign, and they found more votes for Biden. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what we were saying. It's like they're going to find more ballots in the mail that didn't show up. Yeah. And those are going to be almost all Biden. If anything, you're going to recount it, and Biden's going to have more votes, you know? You're going to find weird little things where people fucked up at the, at, at the polls yeah. or whatever. But it's not, it's not going to even come close to the, the, the deficit that, that he's losing by. And so... At that point, after that, after people see that, to still be like, oh, this is um, this is a conspiracy, this is rigged, this is you're not in Tucker Carlson land anymore. You're you're in you're in Alex Jones land. You're in flat Earth land. And there's way more people that will sit under the Tucker Carlson umbrella than the flat Earth and Alex Jones ranting about aliens umbrella. And that that's unfortunately where you're at now. If if you're still behind this fucking guy, and the further he goes, the more people he's going to drive under just a normal, sane, conservative umbrella as opposed to his fucking wacky conspiracy land. Well, you are uh, optimistic and you give me hope, so thank you for that. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, uh, Jake brightened your day because I like I like that. I like the way you see it, and I hope that is true. So I mean it when I say that you have given me hope. That's a. That's I'm telling a, you, I think he's leaving a bad taste in these people's I, mouths. I, I think I they're like, so. we, we need a fucking adult next time. Jesus Christ. I hope so. All right, uh, JakeVevra.com, NathanTimmel.com. Leave nice reviews for us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and leave the swingers in the Hasids alone, you fucking fascists. <laughs> Bye. Later.